shocking news coming out of Rome from the pillar. There was a meeting on Saturday just a couple days ago in which Vatican officials met with Pope Francis and discussed forcing the resignation of Bishop Strickland of Tyler, Texas, a friend of mine and a spiritual father. This is very troublesome. Here's what we know. This is from The Pillar who broke the story today. The situation of Bishop Strickland's agenda, a senior Vatican official said, and the expectation is that the Holy Father will be requesting the resignation that will certainly be a recommendation put to him. Now, you already know who I think should be resigning in this situation, and it shouldn't be good Bishop Strickland. What they're going to do is your classic godfather situation. Make him an offer he can't refuse with the idea that he will be threatened. It's sort of like the idea of this sure is a nice store. It would be a shame if it burned to the ground. That's the kind of offer that mobsters give that can't be refused. And I fear and I suspect that might be the case here. Pillar also reports the same Vatican official said there are two. It's an anonymous official, so a little bit sketchy, but nonetheless, he says there are two aspects. Quote, there is the matter of public scandal from these comments about the Pope and the Synod, but there are also real problems in the diocese. Now, I'm close to people in the diocese, and I've heard there are no problems in the diocese. The quote goes on to say, those were the focus of the visitation. There are concerns in the diocese about governance, about financial matters, and about basic prudence. Those are the accusations. The same official told the pillar that Francis will encourage, strongly encourage Bishop Strickland to resign, so that to put pressure on him, they're just going to say, we really, 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 really think you should resign. The pillar goes on to say, the consensus in the dicastery is that he will be asked to consider resigning. That has been the substance of discussion among the members. Now, here's the real kicker. Are you ready? Depending on how the bishop responds, the strength of encouragement could be increased. Okay. <laughs> Depending on how Bishop Strickland responds, the strength of that encouragement could be increased. They're going to try to rid the church of Bishop Strickland. Here's the problem for Rome. And I know people in Rome watch this podcast, so howdy from Texas. People in Texas love Bishop Strickland. You guys don't even know. Not only in Tyler, Texas... The Catholics in Tyler, Texas, love Bishop Strickland. He has the highest per capita rate of vocations to the priesthood. He has all kinds of young men who are in the discernment process and the seminary process who love him and revere him as their spiritual father. You have lay people all over the Diocese of Tyler, but here's the thing you don't understand, Rome, Vatican. There are millions of Texans and even more millions of Americans who love Bishop Strickland. 
They see him as a spiritual father. And let me give you an example, Rome, Vatican City, Pope Francis, cardinals meeting, conniving on all this. At the L.A. Dodger Stadium this summer, on the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, there were men dressed up as nuns, desecrating crosses, crucifixes, and rosaries. I'm not even going to say their name, but we all know who they are. Who went into the public arena and mocked Catholicism, mocked the consecrated life for women, and mocked our Catholic faith. And there's only one bishop in the whole United States who stood up for goodness, truth, and beauty and defended our religious sisters. And that bishop was this bishop, Bishop Strickland. We all love him. And if you try to make him resign, you try to dismiss him, get ready to hear from tens of millions of Catholics who are going to rally to him and support him. The official says, depending on how the bishop responds, the strength of that encouragement could be increased. Well, let me guarantee you that the strength of resistance will be increased on this side of the Atlantic Ocean. You increase encouragement on Bishop Strickland, we will increase loving filial resistance to tyranny. We've already seen what you've done to Father Frank Pavone and Father Altman and Archbishop Vigano. Meanwhile, ex-Cardinal McCarrick walks free. Y'all do nothing. You say nothing. We've had enough. The emperor's clothes, they aren't there. We all know it. You think you can hide behind epithets of Pope of mercy, reign of mercy, merciful church, accompaniment, pastoral, but we see how you really are. You're not pastoral. You don't accompany. Those priests, those bishops who stand for the one true Catholic and apostolic faith, you shame, you persecute, you isolate, you dismiss. The sheep, the sheep hear the shepherd's voice, and we don't hear the shepherd's voice coming from Rome. We hear the howling of wolves. The article goes on, explaining that in July, Bishop Strickland addressed the Vatican order visitation of his diocese, comparing it being sent to the principal's office. I think I went through this because I have been bold enough and love the Lord enough and his church simply preaching the truth. Meanwhile, meanwhile, you've got guys like James Martin, Cardinal Supich, Cardinal Tobin, running around promoting all kinds. You got priests and bishops in Germany blessing unnatural unions. You've got porn being watched in the German diocese. We got much bigger problems than Rome putting the microscope 
on these priests and these bishops in the United States. You know, Bishop uh, Pope Francis, on his uh, way back on the airplane recently, I think it was a week or so ago, complained about these schismatic elements in the American church. There has been an inquisition in Rome against American clergy, and there hasn't been an inquisition against McCarrick. And you're going to slap our wrist with the ruler? We see what's going on. You in Rome have not pastorally dealt with the problem in the United States of America. You close your eyes and you plug your ears to everything that had to do with McCarrick and the democratic and the sorry the the uh, demographic decline in America and Catholicism. And then the voices that are pro-life, the voices that are calling for the reversal of Roe v. Wade, the voices that are in line with the Catechism of the Catholic Church on faith and morals. Our heroes, they get silenced. They get laicized. They get dismissed. And meanwhile, the, the priest, the Monsignor, working in the USCCB, who was busted on a gay hookup app, is still a pastor in good standing. I mean, come on. Do y'all think we're just stupid? Now, I know Bishop Strickland personally. I'm going to say something that he did not tell me, but I am going to infer from my friendship with Bishop Strickland. And I infer, this is just me, Taylor Marshall, reading the situation. I don't think that Bishop Strickland is going to resign. They're going to say, um, dear Bishop Strickland, we would like you to resign. I don't think he's going to do it. Bishop Strickland sees everything in the lens of Jesus Christ. He talks about who is a believer, believing in Jesus, praying, standing for Jesus, being a witness. He's got that Pauline vocabulary of St. Paul, not the globalist, ecumenical, beige, generic, language that we hear from so many bishops. You know, the kind of talk, the kind of sermon, like, my friends, we are gathered together today in the mystery of the unity of God's pleasure, looking face to face, eye in eye for the encounter of the other and the transcendent mystery of God and our neighbor, all that junk they talk about. Why not just talk about Christ and Christ crucified, risen on the third day? sending the Holy Ghost. This is what we need. We need bishops who talk like apostles. We believe in apostolic succession. Why don't we see apostolic success? And by success, I don't mean dollar bills in the basket and checks. I mean the conversion of souls and the healing of broken people. We got a world struggling with pornography, fornication, unnatural vice, drugs, opium addictions, divorce, broken families. 
All these people need the gospel. They need baptism. They need confession, the sacrament of penance. They need an ocean of grace and mercy. They don't need talking points from the World Economic Forum or from the Democratic Convention. We don't need a world that is more tolerant towards evil. We need a church that brings the medicine of salvation to broken, sinful persons, of which I am one. This is what we need in the church. And to persecute the very few voices that are doing it. You know, a lot of people in the last few days are really scandalized about Bishop James Altman. As you know, I'm sorry, Bishop, Father Altman. Father Altman came out and said Francis isn't Pope. The big statement. I don't believe that priests, laymen, or bishops have the authority to make that pronouncement in public. But it is another sign that something is broken in the American church. The fact that only one bishop stood up against the L.A. Dodgers or one or very few bishops stood up against mandated, I got to be careful how I say this, medical treatments, mandated medical treatments that were untested and people had a, that it went against their conscience to receive this because it had embryonic aborted matter in it. And yet, Hundreds of bishops in the United States of America just steamrolled over people's consciences on this. Lay people, diocesan workers, seminarians, priests, deacons. One voice that was sane about that that I, res- I respected was, was Bishop Strickland. He was more measured on it. So I just want all you people in Vatican City, and I know many of you watch this podcast If you, as the article says here at Pillar, if you begin to increase the strength of encouragement to make Bishop Strickland resign, you will experience an increase in the strength of resistance and the voice of the faithful, the sensus fidelium, the sense of the faithful. By the way, we're younger we have large family. We, we have three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 kids. We have vocations in our families to the priesthood, the religious life, nuns, brothers. We're attending the traditional Latin Mass, the Byzantine Eastern liturgies. We're building a new culture, a new climate. There's climate change in the Catholic Church, and it's traditional. It's seeking to be faithful to the older ways. We don't want a Catholicism that conforms to the World Economic Forum or the Great Reset. We want a Catholicism that conforms to Jesus Christ and the Holy Apostles in the unbroken magisterium from AD 33 all the way to 2023. Same church, same dogma, same morals. Don't be coming into the diocese trying to bless unnatural unions. Don't come into the diocese and say, we're going to have women deacons now. 
women priests. No, you will be, as St. Paul said in Galatians with respect to the Holy Father, Peter, as Paul resisted Peter to his face, we will resist you to your face in humility, as sons and daughters of the church, but faithful to God first. That's it. I would encourage everyone to pray for Bishop Strickland, to pray for our church. We're moving in. I think you should see my video from yesterday. And so we talk about schism coming up with the synod on synodality. I talk about the two main issues. The two main issues are women priesthood and a de women deacons, and then also the blessing of unnatural unions. Talk about all that in detail and why it cannot be according to Catholic theology. Please make sure you see that video on schism. We have to pray, and I explain in that video, we must contend for the faith once given to the saints, as it says in the Epistle of Jude. That's it. That's what we got to do. Now we're going to pray. We're going to pray a Hail Mary for the one true church. We're going to ask Our Lady, the Theotokos, the Immaculate Conception, the Queen of Heaven and Earth, to pray for the church and to pray that those who dwell in Vatican City become saints that they repent and do away with sin and error and heresy and schism, and that they instead turn the church towards unity, love, true mercy, the gospel, the historic dogmatic teachings of the church, and the morality taught by Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Oremus. Nomini Patris et Fidei et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, or pronobis peccatoribus, nunc editor mortis nostre. Amen. Mighty God, we also pray for your servant, the Bishop Strickland, and we ask that you would protect him, that Our Lady would intercede for him, and that his patron Joseph would also pray for him. Also, that you would strengthen everyone watching this podcast, give us encouragement, Give us faith and give us hope. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Nomini Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. All right, friends, thanks for watching the Dr. Ta Dr. Taylor Marshall podcast. Remember, our Lord Jesus Christ is you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless and watch this video on schism.